Welcome to the Woo Child Podcast, a space created specifically for women expressing our mental health, our boss girl life, and our purpose that God has for us. Sit down with me, Dee Marie, as we vibe it out and let our minds finally, finally take a break. And child, it's Friday, period, poo. joining us to the Woo Child Podcast. I am your girl, D. Marie, and I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. So you guys, so this month, as some of you guys may know, it is Mental Health Month, Mental Health Awareness Month, and I couldn't be more ecstatic. You know, this is what the platform is about, about mental health, grieving, um, and a whole bunch of other good things. But today, I have Victor Jones with me from Liquor Talk Podcast. If you guys don't know, I was on his podcast, um, his 94th episode. Um, we were talking about a little bit about mental health. Definitely check that out. But he is with us. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's no problem. I had to return to love. You know what I'm saying? It's no problem. <laughs> well, I truly appreciate it. Um, and it's funny because with everything going on, I kind of forgot that um, May was Mental Health um, Awareness Month. And it just came right on time due to the fact that we're just dealing with a whole bunch of craziness um, during this pandemic. So it was a perfect time for us to talk about it. So it came right on time. So kind of want to get into it. First, let's, I want to ask you a couple questions about yourself. Like, tell us about yourself and um, what you're about, what your podcast is about. Um, basically, my podcast is called Look at Talk. It's about entertainment and enlightenment. And also talking to a whole bunch of people from all across the country, you know what I'm saying? So outside the podcast, I'm a workaholic. I'm a workhorse. Um, and I'm just about getting my money and entertaining people and doing podcasts. So, I mean... Cool. Well, what do you... What, what do you do besides podcasts? I don't even think I actually... Well, besides podcasts, I work a you know a typical nine to five job. You know what I'm saying? The job that be that can affect your mental health. Oh gosh, we don't need that. We don't need it to affect your mental health. <laughs> so, um, could you say that like doing podcasts is more like an outlet for you, like that can also help you, like that helps you cope through your day to day? Because I know nine to fives can be like crazy you know you have to listen to other people follow other people's directions and stuff like that and that's kind of where I'm at right now with my nine to five like I it's really affecting my mental but I know what I forever no I totally agree with you on that um and yes doing the podcast has become like a mental release because you already know you don't want to be doing your nine to five forever so Exactly. Um, feel like you do your podcast full time, maybe. Yeah, I do my podcast full time. I mean, I'm releasing like every week, so now, now I do have enough episodes to where we just keep releasing to where you know. Because I ain't gonna lie, in the month of April, because of we were all quarantined, I went pod crazy. No, I see. I should have did that. Like I went, <laughs> I did the opposite. Like, I still posted and stuff like that, but I was just, like, really in a space, like, man, this really sucks, like. No, I saw that as an opportunity. I said, um, I just got on there and networked with people, and they were like, hey, let's do it. I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's, and I had to learn, I had to teach myself how to work smarter, though, you know what I'm saying? So, I said, instead of me dropping two episodes a night, let me just. Um, expand it out so for the next couple of months so that way I'm not stressing about oh what am I going to talk about on my podcast so right and that's where I'm at right because it's crazy because um, session today and she was back I was just expressing uh, everything going on in the world and how I just felt and so forth and she was just telling me like you know it's based off fear but we also have to learn in life in general. We have to learn how to adapt. And I really do think that that's like a main thing. It's crazy how a lot of people are coming up with so many creative ideas that you would have never even thought about. But they can also go forward for longevity watch for their business or their podcast or whatever they're doing. So, 
so that's dope that's dope that's dope okay cool so we're gonna get right into it um about mental health so why this is really important to me mental health you guys already know that I struggled um in 2018 I had like a crazy year and I really didn't take mental health seriously until that year um I was in and out of counseling and so forth but one thing after I found you know my passion as far as my mental health and taking care of myself and self-care I also saw a need that men don't really talk about mental health and I was just like it's really crazy how men they y'all like hold a lot in like y'all are really strong more to say but um but women we talk about it all the time you know we're not afraid to show our emotions more to say but society has kind of masked men to not really talk about mental health especially black men like we kind of just like well not we because I'm not a man but (laughs) y'all kind of shy away from it so um I kind of wanted to ask you some questions because I know there's like hella myths out here about um men seeking help and one of them I found was that men honestly feel that depression equals weakness um, how do you how do you feel about being open about your mental health? Um, going to college is what helped me open up about mental health, and, and um, it took uh, like a female friend of mine to just tell me straight up, like Vic, you need to go see a therapist, and and going to therapy has helped. Now I'm not going to therapy right now, mm-hmm. but I'm probably probably will. But I always say that um, we start taking mental health now because it's being publicized and it's and people are giving us avenues to where we could talk about it. Whereas because coming up, it was always men gotta be strong, men gotta be right. a good protector and all mm-hmm. that. So, so now we're starting to you know get the avenues to where and you start to find a support of women that are like, hey, it's okay. And I gotta give a shout out to all the beautiful women out there who tell their man it's okay. Yes the um vent you know what i'm saying because not a lot of women do no they don't shout out to y'all because that's super real and i'm glad that your friend said that because a lot of times us as women we don't say that because we don't either want to hurt your feelings or make you feel like you know you're doing the most and so forth because i actually um had a conversation with my fiance and he was saying like women the hard for men to be open there are some women that do make it hard I'm not going to say all of them do but some do some do make it hard because some of them they will hold what you say accountable right. they'll hold it like as a bank and then throw it up in your face when they're upset with you about something right. true okay so true so I, I'm not going to lie I used to I didn't used to be that person, but I had a lot of friends that did. And I wish if I would have known now that, first off, women, we have to start taking accountability for ourselves. And I really do feel like that's where it is. Because we'll put men down, put men down all the time, and then figuring out, like, why y'all acting like that? And it's really, sometimes it can be us too. So um, I definitely wish that I knew what I knew now about mental health so that I could tell my friends, like, themselves basically and not to bash men for being in the same time we want y'all to communicate it kind of don't go hand in hand you know so cool so um so do you feel that another myth about men seeking help is a man should be able to control his feelings so basically mental health orders make it um hard us to control our moods we cannot always control our feelings but we also can control the ability to seek help and talk about it so do you feel that um do you feel that you're not able to control your feelings or that you're forced to control them more so to say based off society or based off how you were raised or how do you feel about that Honestly, I just toss out the window. I don't hold society to it. I don't hold how I was raised. I've just learned through the years and through experiences. It's just to deal with your feelings and just don't hide them. And, you know what I'm saying? Get control of them because there are times where you guys suck it up 
and be at your best, you know what I'm saying? Right. But then there are times where you just got to cut loose, you know what I'm saying? Do something to where, you know what I'm saying, you can show off your feelings. But if you're on the job or you're doing something that's important to you, sometimes you got to hide your Oh, absolutely. On. Absolutely. Yes, and I've learned, I've learned, honestly, I've learned that, it didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. I've learned that from podcasting because I've had people to, they could tell if I'm getting irritated, but I've kind of learned to just let the people, let, 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 just vibe, you know what I'm saying? Everything's going to work itself out. No, yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I definitely, definitely feel you on that. It's, I'm, so when I talk about stuff, I really look at it from a society standpoint because this is all we have right now. And when I say not all we have per se, but this is who is in the forefront of us is society and social media and everything like that. One thing I am glad about, um, a lot of people are, a lot of people are starting to be open about their mental health and you're seeing a lot more men talking about it and a lot more black men, but it's like, are we just talking about it just to, I really want people men to like really dive into it and not just say, Oh yeah, I, I dealt with that. And then that's the end of the story because a lot of men out there want to hear those stories or can relate, but they don't know how to talk about it or open up. I've actually had an ex who, um, when I would like to talk to him about stuff, like he always would be like, I don't want to talk about it or man, that's weak. That's for, uh, that's that's for bitches and stuff like that and i'm just like your mental health is also important because that's what keeps you going that's what keeps you thriving and being in the best state of yourself yes that's real and to that man eventually he's gonna come to light and what i do want to say is men that think like that i hope that nothing i hope that you go ahead and get it while you're while you're um while you're in control of it and not have life humble you to where now you're taking it oh seriously. Oh my gosh. Yes, because let me tell you, life will definitely humble you real quick to where you're forced and I don't want that for a lot of people like cuz for me, I feel like I was forced to deal with my past, but I'm also grateful about it, but it's so many other healthy ways that I could have prevented a lot of things that ha- that that continued in my life like how I dealt with things or how I communicated or how I didn't communicate you know it's just like so if we would talk about it more we would be able to I think that honestly I think if white people dealt with mental health not that we're not bombed now but we would definitely be unstoppable like as far as like with relationships divorce rates um families functions and stuff like that I really think that we will be unstoppable and not just to say black just to include black exclude include black men but I mean all men in general but I do feel like being a black man black men face more mental health challenges so do you feel that black yes men, we okay, do so that's what I was going to ask like do you feel that black men face greater mental health challenges and what kind of challenges do you see in that we face the greatest challenge because everybody's looked at us to be the strong man. And also, we got to deal with a society that just don't really like us, you know what I'm saying? Because you go down the street, if you go down the street in the wrong neighborhood, you get white folks trying to call the mm-hmm. police on you for no reason, you know what I'm saying? So, not that I don't mean to be racist, no, but it's hey, not I'm a black racist, man. No. It's just like real. Like, you're black. And, you know, mm-hmm. these are, have happened to black men. Yes, and then you then your own jobs where you get people as soon as they find out you're black on the phone, they wanna throw your race in there, they wanna just attack you like, oh, cause you're this or that. And then we'll also we get it from some black women too, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna song bashing them, but a lot of them they they be just attacking us like niggas ain't this, niggas ain't that. Well, why aren't you looking at the one you're dealing with instead of attacking the whole all of us black men? No, so. I feel I feel that because I ain't even gonna hold you. I used to be like that because I had a lot of trauma from it, but also I didn't deal with it. So then by not dealing with it, I kept thinking like, oh, this this has to be all men. That but that's because of my insecurities, that's because of my neglect for my own emotions and not like actually dealing with it. But we also have to get out the mindset that everything talks. Some of the times things go left, we always think, well, 
oh, or oh, you're that's not healthy. But you know, life is. We have to understand that life is life. You know, things are going to happen. Everyone's not going to agree with you, and so forth like that. But I think if we face those challenges, then we'll be able to, you know, have a smooth sailing type of vibe. So, <laughs> so um, another myth was real men don't ask for help so um i also found another fact it says did you know that men make up over 75 percent of suicide victims in the united states asking for does not you be have you ever been in a situation or saw a friend you thought should have asked for help but didn't and do you feel like the outcome would have been greater if they how they would have handled it more so to say like um, I've never, I've never been in. A, I've been on that side where if I would just listen to people, if I just took the help, the the um the thing would have been better for me. But I, I had to get out of the stigma because me personally, growing up, I was teased mm-hmm. a lot, and I had to get out of the stigma of people of whether de- de- determining whether or not somebody's teasing me or telling me something good. So, and I would say going to college definitely helped with that. So, but um. But yeah. Okay. So, um, I, so with that, I kind of, I don't know. I haven't really came encounter with any men that was like, man, I really need some help until, and not to put my fiance's business out like that or anything like that, but he's actually the first man that agreed to either go to counseling with me or to go to counseling for himself to deal with you know his issues and and I've never really you know you hear men going to counseling but nine times out of ten is marriage counseling and a lot of men feel like that they're forced to go with their wives you know and I and I've definitely seen that because I was talking to one married couple and he was like yeah they went to engage um premarital counseling but only because the wife wanted to and he just was trying to make her happy but i want us to get to a point to where like men can be happy too like the the saying that i hate the most is happy wife happy life because oh wow i literally hate that saying and i'm gonna tell you why why just why does the wife just have to be happy? Granted, I understand when men like, okay, when the wife is happy, everything runs smoothly. I'm, okay, great, whatever. But why can't you be included in that too? Like that, I hate who do that. And my, my fiance would say that, and I'm like, please don't say that because at the end of the day, I want you to be happy as well. So I feel like it's happy us, happy life. Why did you say wow? You're a real one. Because it's like I've never heard a, a woman admit that. That's like the first time I've ever like heard a woman just say, "I hate that saying, happy wife, happy life." Because a lot of women they just go with it, you know what I'm saying? And it, because they they feel like they're the prize, which they are the prize, but not a lot of men see themselves as the prize. So to hear a, um, you be honest and saying that, that's like that's shocking because. I said you're the first one I've heard say that. And honestly, I think <laughs> I think to my fiance, I'm the first one he's heard that too because he's like, no, no, that's what that's what it is. But I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like when you really think about it, when you look at everything as far as divorce rates, or when you ask people who've been divorced or broken up, you ask them why did it go wrong. Majority of the time, it's either communication or well, m- everything is based off communication, but they also had the mindset of happy wife, happy life into the point where you push, a man could push yourself so much to make someone happy and neglect themselves. That's a recipe for disaster. Like, because then they're going to feel, they're always going to master feelings, not tell you how they feel, not tell you how they want, like what they want, or they'll just suck it up, let it, thinking that they let it go, but eventually you're going to blow up and eventually just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. But it could have been so much avoided if you would have told me like, hey, I don't like this or hey, can we do this or whatever, whatever have you. And then if we communicate it and talk about it by not just by you masking it and you say happy wife, wife and yourself, then a lot of things could be better. That's saying. 
it. <laughs> but I do feel like I've, I haven't really heard any women talk about it. Um, it's, well, I'm actually going to try to do a poll about that because I'm actually curious now. Like, do women really think happy wife, happy life? I know men say it, but I just feel like y'all say it because society fucking says it. Yeah, society values the women a lot. It, it's crazy. It's like, I understand to a degree, I understand, but in another degree, I'm like, damn, it's 2020. When are men gonna get some love? Exactly. Shit? That's my thing. I'm just like, I want us to all be happy. We all have to be happy to the point where we're all showing love. And so now, like, sometimes I'll even, I try to ask. When I'm talking to my fiance, like, are you in the mental state to talk about this? I even try to implement that with my friends because your happiness and your mental health state is also important as mine is. That's right. So I don't ever want you to feel like, or everyone him to feel like he can't talk to me or he can't open up. Because eventually, when we have kids, we will want them to talk to open up too. But how can you implement something that you you can't even do yourself? And we don't, you don't want to teach. I don't want him to teach our son that it's all about the women and that's it. Cause it's not. It's, and it's a lot of things could be avoided um, if we kind of took that out <laughs> of our vocabulary. Hey, that's real. That's real. And that's, that's how you got to be. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's real to hear that from a woman's perspective. We don't hear that enough from you. So. Hopefully, a lot of other women follow your lead. Hopefully, hopefully. That's why I love having this platform because I try to not be so biased about things, but like just be real because I feel like we say what society wants us to say because it sounds good, but like really, it doesn't really make any sense half the time. So, um, so okay, so with your guy friends, like, do you? Do y'all talk about mental health or maybe like self? I that de- I've never heard man talk about self care, but I know that. But when I was thinking about this question or thinking about not hearing men talk about self care, you guys kind of do the self care. Like y'all play y'all y'all play y'all favorite sport or y'all do things that you like more to say. But do you guys talk about this type of stuff? Um, with self care tips. That's the kind of stuff, honestly, I'll be talking with my barber about, and I'll watch, and I, I'll be watching YouTube videos of other guys come on their products, talk about their self-care tips and stuff, so, and yeah, I, um, when it comes to, like, self-care, I'll be watching YouTube videos of other mm-hmm. barbers, and I'll also be talking to my own barber about it, me and him would talk about that kind of stuff, and also, I will get self-care tips from a lot of women I know, too, so. Okay, but y'all don't really just talk about mental health per se like that's not a trending topic now sometimes um sometimes if something's really bothering us we'll so i have my certain guy friends i'll talk to about it or some of my guy friends that come to me about it if it's something really bothering them but lately honestly because the one guy friend who i was really tight with he moved to california so unfortunately shot my sister but she's been the one that's just been leaning on because not a lot of my guy friends I haven't really talked to because anytime I talk to them, it's always about turning mm-hmm. up or something like that or what song they coming out with or, you know. Okay. Yeah, because um, so recently as well, my fiance linked up with one of his friends and he was basically talking about, they were talking about coronavirus and honestly I feel like not even with just men it's kind of opened up a platform for us all to start talking about how we're just not even in this whole pandemic and they were basically talking about him and his about how they're not okay the fact that I found that so freaking powerful because it's not a lot of times when you just go to your homeboy and you're like man I'm not okay and and that's okay to say that, you know. Um, yeah, but if you've been friends with your homeboy or your homegirl long enough, your body language will tell it all. They'll be like, "Hey, man, you ain't all right." And the ones that are really tight with y'all, really tight like that, they're all right. But now, like, no, they'll look in your eyes and see something they're right, and they'll question you about it. And they'll be like, "Hey, what's okay, going so on?" So I've had friends like that in the past. They just. Bro- 
I've never seen or heard of a guy actually talking to another guy about it. Like, about what's going on. So, basically, they were just talking, and he was saying, yo, I'm not okay. Like, everything is just going, like, left. But they were also saying, like, it would be great if we had, like, a platform or had, like, a little group or something where we all came together and just talked. You know, just talked about mental health, where we are right now, and how we're feeling with everything and to be an encouragement for others and you hear about so many other support groups but 95 percent of them are women you don't really see a lot of support for the men and so have you ever thought about like maybe well how how important is mental health to you first uh it's getting to that point where mental i'm starting to take it a little bit more seriously than what i did and Honestly, I've thought about my platform, um, trying to have like a guys only podcast where we just talk about men issues, but honestly finding consistent men that want to exactly, do it. Exactly, because yeah, that's, that's the hard the part. Extreme hard part that a lot of people don't want to open up, but they rather just bottle it bottle it up, excuse me, and then just deal with it. And I hate that. And it's not to say that you have to just talk about your business. Or more so to say, it's not really about that. It's just like creating creating something where men can be comfortable as well. But I wanted to have... It was actually hard for me to find some men to talk about mental health this month. And I was just like... So when you said, yeah, I'm down, I was like, dope. Because you don't really find a lot of men who are just like open to talking about it. Or even especially past trauma or anything like that. And it's not to say, like, again, you don't have to put your business out like that, but be more so transparent and be be a leader in that, some more to say. That's so, real. Um, I don't know. I find it... How Do, do you feel that that'll ever change? I feel like it'll change, but it's like it's gonna be moving slow with everything um, because it's like things take time. What's new? Nobody likes something yeah. new, so it just takes time. That's true. That's true. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a half full kind of person to say that it will change. It will change, but we need to dedicated individuals to help make it to change. No, for sure. Because I definitely feel like if you did that black men podcast or not black men but men podcast just talking about stuff that would be dope but like you said it's hard to find men to open up and that's kind of even though I have a platform that a lot of women listen to I really want to get to the point where I'm really trying to convince my my fiance to do some 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 of his own things to incorporate like maybe do a support group for men but not on some like let's all come in a room together and sit down in a circle type thing because I really really feel that a lot of men look at it like that like even with counseling like I mean with counseling yes you sit in the room with a counselor but it doesn't have to really be like well first you have to find the right counselor first off for you to get the vibe but it doesn't have to be how TV makes it. You go into this therapist room, you sit down in, in a couch, lay your head back and start talking. That's that's not that's not all to it. But see, I ain't get that when I went to counsel when I the thing is when I went to counsel was in college, so I didn't get the laid back therapy, you know, it was just Well yeah, therapy, it, that's you know what, I'm what I'm saying. It's not what society makes it to be like this boring ass thing like I know for me I mean we sit in a straight chair we talk we laugh and everything like that but at the end of the day taking that risk to to mend my mental health I'm willing to take that risk because at the end of the day I only know that good is going to come off this good is going to come off this is the good is the only outcome for going to counseling or dealing with my mental health I've never really heard a person who's like oh my god I hated dealing with my mental health who said nobody nobody says that so, like you don't really <laughs> right. to talk about it what you do hear about is people complaining or people getting into things situations that they shouldn't have done or cheated or um start to be domestically abusive but that's because sometimes a lot of people that's all they know because that's all they've seen and they've never really dealt with it especially like 
family trauma, family issues. That's that's where it gets deep. Yes, and honestly, I learned with family traumas, you can't really pay attention to your family. You just gotta tell yourself you're gonna be better than this, and Absolutely. you will be better than this. And it's like, and honestly, getting away from the family, and the faster you get away from your family, the faster you'll get away from all that trauma. You know what I'm saying? You'll feel that freedom to write your own chapter. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. But one thing I do firmly believe is generational curses sometimes. But like you said, if we stray away from that, it won't become a generational curse because, you know, that's all you see. You're like, oh, this is going to happen to me. Yep. I'm just counting down the days because my dad did that or my uncle did that. So it's, it's, it's bound to happen to me, but we can also, but knowing that we can change that outcome, like you said, just straying away from it. Yeah. And also watching what the hell you say too, because you can't oh, be yes. speaking that over your life. You can't allow that to manifest. You can't allow that manifest destiny. You can't be man. You want to manifest good things, not no. Oh, my daddy did this, or my. Because I could step in and say, "Oh, my daddy had all these kids." Oh, I'm announcing to do it. No, no, no. We we're not doing that. Exactly. But I do feel like people who do things like that they should absolutely seek counseling so that they it can be preventative almost. Um, if you feel to the point where you're just like, yes. oh no, it's going to happen to me, that's because you're not facing something um, within yourself or some type of insecurity um, that you have. Yes, that's real. Um else was I gonna ask you it's hard honestly when I was coming up with these questions it's hard to ask to come up with the questions for men about mental health because I was trying to do some research and there's absolutely I mean there's articles about men and mental health but it's not as many as there are with women and I'm like yo this is crazy Yes, that is crazy because not a lot of men talk about it. But like I said, we have to be that generation that changes And to be honest, with everything going on, I do feel like after the coronavirus or the world pandemic, I feel like we'll all start to be a lot more open because it's almost like our hand is being forced because all we do is go home, go to work, or whatever, and we're forced to have a conversation. First, to watch those that we never watched before for the heck of it, you know? So it's just, I really, really do hope that coming out of this, that we start to be a lot more open and that women can also be a lot more open with their men, allowing them to be open um, and not deem it as weakness, more so to say. So, um... That's right. I really do think I'm gonna go over the other myths that I found um which I really do think we talked about this but another myth was with men is talking about my mental illness won't help they also said don't ignore your feelings ignoring them won't make them go away and oftentimes we cannot solve it on our own do how do you feel about that myth? Um, talking about how do I feel about which myth? Uh, I feel like that's a complete myth because sometimes talking about something will help, but what also helps is putting together a plan of action and following through on those actions and being consistent with those actions because you got to have some action behind your talk. This is true. And that's whether it's going to counseling. And I know on my one of my posts, even if you can't, I put some on my Instagram. If you go to my a couple posts ago, I posted about ways that you can. Actually, it was my Monday motivational video. I talked about ways that you can help your mental, your mental health, especially during this time. But it's not going to a counselor because I think a lot of people. Even though I talk about counseling and so forth, you can still be get mental health help, mental health help. What <laughs> for? Um, not just by going to a counselor, 
So there's like other ways that you can do. I'm gonna go ahead and read some of them because I actually found a lot of resources. Um, hopefully this doesn't play. Okay, I found a lot of resources for free that people can go to, um, and I think even if you don't feel like going to a counselor itself, they actually have online therapists now that you can actually like for free. You can just sign up. You can either text them, talk to them. Um, on the phone or like video chat and it's absolutely free um that one is... yeah Look, no they, got yes, any they do i think there's actually i think i saw i'm actually post one i'm gonna find one that's specifically for blacks because i know that there is one but i didn't write that one down but i think they actually had their picture on there too so you can actually pick who you want to talk to um but it's called betterhelp.com and it's like absolutely free all you have to do is just go in there and I don't even think you have to sign up you just like click want to talk to a counselor they'll ask you some questions and then you'll be linked to a counselor I know one time I actually wasn't in the mental space to go to a counselor at the time Um, again this was 2018 that was a pandemic but anyways um I did, I did. Yeah, but you survived so it. I, I actually went on this Christian online thing, counselor, and I was literally texting my counselor that was appointed to me and was giving me assistance, you know, helping me and everything like that. So I actually forgot about that moment. Um, so it's like super dope. And you don't have to give out your information or anything like that. You're literally, t- literally talking to them through the webpage. And then when you're done, you just exit. Um, but there's also another one called Talkspace, and it actually, if you use this code 100 for you, you get your first week free. But we don't know about these resources. I did not know like that there were so many resources um, out there for free that they don't tell us about, and they definitely don't tell Black people about. Of course they, of course they ain't gonna tell black people. They've been wanting to, when it comes to everything, they really they want to keep us and down. I didn't even know that if you do go to a counselor, you can actually use your health, your your health care, like your health insurance, and then they'll pay for it. Yeah, yeah, that is true with health insurance. In some cases, you okay, but I know during this um, pandemic. Um, Actually, my counselor, if you have Blue Cross Blue Shield out there, y'all, if you go to a counselor, they're actually waiving the the fees. So I thought that was super dope because I was like ready to pay my counselor today. And she was like, oh, Blue Cross Blue Shield is just waiving the fees for um, for co-pays for counseling. I was like, that's hella dope. Like, kudos to Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um also there's another free well it's not a free resource but you can also just get a journal write down your thoughts have you journaled before yeah i journal before um sometimes i'll journal my notes or whatever um and what i told myself i'm gonna start doing is i'm gonna um i'm gonna start a blog like once i get the show notes once i once this website because i think there's an app that somebody signed me up yeah. for for like podcast show notes what I'm going to start doing is like taking the notes and then turn it into a blog so that way I can give That's people inside dope. thoughts. So, um, yeah, give people an inside thought of um, what we're thinking for the podcast. But yeah, outside of podcasts, I do be journaling. Um, I'll sometimes I'll tap the notes app and I'll just write down my thoughts about what I'm thinking or how I'm That's feeling dope. or Actually, something like that. I was thinking about doing a blog, but I didn't know like I was like, I don't want to overwhelm myself, but in times like this where I wasn't in the space to to actually, like, talk, I could, like, write down my thoughts and stuff like that and keep in contact with our podcasters and, and stuff. So, so definitely you start ASAP. <laughs> and actually, I um, do, do. don't know about this one, but I have purchased some journals before. It's a it's black owned, but her name is well the name of her company is Set in Soul, and one of the um, journals that I have is just called it's called piecing the pieces together or something like that. It's about having peace 
and then she has another one called renewed she has so many different ones um as far as journaling so if you're actually looking for something specific y'all to like write down your thoughts and someone asking you questions in the journal i would definitely check out set and soul because her journals are amazing and i actually think that she has a coupon code out right now let's see now does she have an online no, version it's just, no, a it's just a straight journal um, that'll just that you can just purchase No, I don't. I, I'm. I'm sorry. It's like technology. No, so wrapped yeah. up in technology. You know, no. I really don't write stuff down. This is because it's like we're actually, always really on our devices. So come out with an ebook that would be actually dope. Um, now, when you say like devices, like for it to download to your phone, like an ebook type thing. Yeah, like download to your yeah, phone, to your tablet, or put on your computer. She, no, I haven't seen that before. But I've only I've got my um, I got hardback books. She she has hardback books. But if you use the code, yeah, oh shoot, the code expires today. I can't. Well, go ahead and y'all go to setinsoul.com. Sign up for her her newsletter or even purchase a book. Let me know if you purchase. Um, and then she'll send you out coupon codes as well that you can use. Um, so that's like super dope. She's always like giving back. And that's one thing I love about this company is that she's always giving back and doing sales and stuff like that to help others. So I'll definitely like she, her journals are, are the shit like for real. So, so those are some of the free resources. I also said, like, you know, you can just Google a lot of times. I know a lot of times I do Pinterest. I look up self-affirmation. You don't want to do So is there anything in your day-to-day that you do that may, that may help in your... Bless I just wake up, I say bless up. Um... Yes, I, I stole that DJ Khaled, and I just been saying it every morning when I tweet, I was like, "Bless up, it's another twenty-four. Let's do this." And I said, just tell myself whatever you're feeling today, we're gonna get through it. Whatever things I say I need to do, we're gonna get done. Like hell, I've had days where I said, "You got to go podcast today. Yes. Let's get them done." Yes, and that's what happened yes. this week. I was just like, you know what? Let's go. It's go time. I'm not even about. To, I'm not even about to keep sleeping on myself and. Um, getting tricked out of my spot and everything like that but also like my counselor would say she said to still you know allow yourself to feel some of the emotion that you are feeling but you know keep going more so to say I think she honestly hates when I say to keep going because we have to understand that it's okay to feel how we feel but (laughs) listen I, I totally feel you I totally feel you Whatever I'm feeling, I give myself to that night to be feeling. And then I just wake up like, hey, it's a new day. Whatever happened, happened. Like I said, whatever bullshit happened, happened. We'll just be ready to deal with it on the next day. You know what I'm saying? It could be if a woman did you wrong or if a man did you wrong, move on. You're still the prize. You got to, you can't beat yourself up so much. I mean, there are times where you're wrong, where you, you got to tell you, you got to have that self-talk with yourself. Like, hey, you were dead wrong for that. And you know what I'm saying? If there's an opportunity to make sure if, it, if it's to a person, you need to tell that person, hey, I was wrong for that. You know what I'm saying? Or if you did a job and you're like, you need to do your best job, Definitely. you're like, hey, we're going to do better tomorrow. Self-affirmation is key. And when she told me today that I just need to change my thinking and my perspective, because it's all a mind game. Um, more so to say, well, not all a mind game, but you know, a lot of mind can trigger even things that you think are going to happen dwelling on it never happened and if we just think to ourselves positive vibes positive positive thoughts um and change the outcome for ourselves then then we're unstoppable as far as like eliminating fear because a lot of that roots down from fear we're fearing something because i know for me i fear success like that's so backwards but Yes. Okay, so I fear success. Wait, really? Why do you fear success? I guess you could say fear success. It kind of flips it to failure more so to say, but I fear it because I I want to make sure that I can handle it. 
like, what if I can't handle it? And then I just fail. So you know how a lot of people, sometimes I would have to think that if I get really sick or I get some something happens, why, why try to be successful? No, I, sometimes I feel like that way too, but I told myself yes, I just can't be complacent. Exactly. I, I still got to be hungry, you know what I'm saying? Because I was watching, I was watching the documentary on Michael Jordan and um and those Bulls teams. Those teams were still they were on top of the world, but they were still hungry. They always they just had that hunger, you know what I'm saying? So I just had to find a way to be, keep be competitive. Because MJ, the one thing I can say about him, he might be an asshole, but it's like he, he did not. If he he doesn't want nobody to have nothing, he said no. No, and I said, damn, I, I kind of need to be like that. I just need to have that mentality of don't let these motherfuckers have not. nothing, like, you know watched, what I'm saying? I think, yes, it was the last episode, I think. This, what is it, six? Because I was watching it with my fiance. Whichever one it was, he made a comment about, like, his competition. Like, they always compare. Who did they compare him to? Yes, he said he hated that, but he said it wasn't nothing. Drexler. Personal. He was like, he was good, but yeah, he yeah he hated being compared to anybody yes. else. He said, "No, I'm the man." You know what I'm saying? And even as yes, and I said, "You know what? I need to I need to adapt that yes. mindset of no, I'm the man." You know what I'm saying? And I said, um, "And that and that hunger right there that will keep yes. you through." And like, you know, when the success and comes, Kobe, like I was just like, you know what? Nothing stopped them. Like they kept going, even the success. Like they still within themselves and I was just like that's true like if we had that mindset of like not letting people trick us out of our spots or not even letting yourself trick you out of your spot and to always have that hunger like no matter what never get comfortable like never get comfortable and I actually I actually like I didn't think that I would like the documentary but I actually am enjoying it I'm actually enjoying because it's a lot more it's a lot of lessons in it as well that you can take in the mindset um, and developing it for yourself. Yes. Yes, that there is that is a lot. There's a lot you gotta learn. It's also it's also a good inside of peek to what was really going on in the time of that last championship. It's amazing. And just go for it because a lot of times we get so wrapped up in instant success that we think that failure will never happen because especially looking at a lot of people online, you're like, how did they get all those sales or how did they get so well known? And it's like it happened overnight. Granted, some people do that does happen overnight. We also have to take time to look at other people's journey and not just they're now more so to say because a lot of people done went through a lot of stuff a lot of failures a lot of no's more than yeses and then but they kept going and that's kind of how now I'm looking at mental health it's just like okay even though I may have had a rough week or rough day I have to start allotting myself a time to where okay you can feel like this for right now but after this it's go time and and, but still allowing myself to feel that but to keep pushing myself and keep going and continuing that drive and looking at others or maybe confiding in others as well. Yes, um, I would definitely say you need to just find people to confide in and hope the ones you've confided in also uh, can hold water. You know what I'm saying? If they're okay to handle this, but don't don't make your friends and family like your therapist because we have to understand that a lot of people a lot of other people are going through things as well and that's kind of what a therapist is for to like drain them because this is their job so they can't it's unlimited but I know sometimes I do have to be careful with talking to my friends and family about things because like you said hopefully they can um hold water And also, you got to look at their life, you know what I'm saying? Now, if they going through things right alongside you and they y'all kind of venting back and forth, that's cool. But sometimes you got to look at their life. Like, do I really want to vent to this person? 
Do I want to to the family member who can't keep a man or can't keep a woman? You know what I'm saying? Or I gotta look at what well, look at their chart, right? What's going on with them? Yeah, are they holding down a job right now? Or are they struggling? I like think me? that's why sometimes I don't talk to people about stuff. They're like, "Oh, why you didn't talk to me about it?" And it's not because like no shade, but shade, like you can't really relate. But then that's where counseling comes in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. That's exactly where counseling comes in. And yes, it's cr- I don't know why this is the case. But they can't like, take single it. people give the best advice. I, I don't single, know why that is. The best advice. Couldn't even take it. <laughs> Honestly, college taught me how to take it, you know what I'm saying? Because college taught me that look, people are gonna tell you things for your own good. You might not like to hear it. And also if you're gonna dish it out, you gotta be able to take it, you know what I'm saying? Because I've had gotten people that give me some advice I wasn't really wasn't trying to hear about. Exactly. I was like, you know, and I really I feel like to take it. we have to get to the point where constructive criticism. Oh, that's a tongue twister. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. Like, we always look at it. I ask my friends and family all the time, or friends. I say, like, is there anything I'm doing wrong? Like, you know, how do you view this? Like, how are you viewing it? Like, and let me know where I, where can I change for improvement? And if you can't take it, then you're just, you need to work on something within yourself because constructive criticism is not saying you're a bad person or it's not saying, like, you're not doing it right. It's how you can improve yourself. It may hurt because you, you're not expecting it, but you got to prepare yourself for that, especially if you're asking somebody. Now, if you ask them, man, you you better be you better, better be ready for the you answer. Take that constructive criticism and go with it. Okay, make yourself better. Be bomb. Like, change it up. I, I know I ask it all the time with my podcast and um, with my online boutique. Like, what are y'all saying? Like, is it like what's going on? And I'm just like, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna go with it because because that's what. A lot of people need to understand that constructive criticism is to make you better as well. In the best way possible. Not somebody just trying to shade you. That's different. That's totally different. When somebody's trying to shade you and then somebody's really just trying to help you genuinely. Yeah, it sounds like insecure where you're going with that one. (laughs) Insecure. even know man how you feeling about insecure because i've been looking at it from a standpoint as far as mental health as well too lately i've been trying to dibble and dabble to see but insecure is really getting very interesting yeah all i can say is i i did a group with these people um we talked about it and talked about some things and one thing i'm getting is some friends they, they like it when they can throw shade at you. They got their shit together and they can throw shade at you, but yes, they don't they don't know how to handle it when you come back at them. In her life, okay? And that's what, I actually have a friend that is like Molly. And I'm just like, I tell um, my fiance all the time, it's just like, that's draining for you to be able to talk about something else, talk about someone else to them, you know, tell their wrongs and minimum of their rights and when it's your turn you can take it yes and also yeah. another thing I've gotten from her is yeah. the world does not revolve around you I'm like she got mad with dude cause dude made plans well, I'm like Molly well look at what you've been doing it's, it's like the man made you know plans with you but it's either work or something that came up Thanksgiving. Girl, she has family too. Are you serious? I like come on. And I had a friend, she wrote a status. Right. And, um, I had wrote that. I was like, I don't understand how she got mad. And she was like, you know, we have to get out that habit of having wanting everybody to show up. Especially like during holidays. You have to understand that people have lives too. Things happen. Like everything is not just revolved around you. And it's really hard to be friends with someone like that. Like, 
Yes, it is. It is. And if I sense that from you, and I'm see, like, I, I will have distance a myself. Like that now, and it's hard. It's hard for me to distance myself because of the longevity of the friendship. But I have to come to a point where, or we all have to come to a point where, is it is it healthy? Like, especially like when you can't tell them about themselves and then they take it to heat or heart and then just blow up. It's just like, I can't really walk on eggshells around a friend like that. And what pissed me off with Molly was like, you're not walking around on eggshells. Issa has to walk around eggshells on you because who knows what you Yeah, honestly, like I told this group that I said, Issa <laughs> and Molly just gonna have a um, just gonna have it out one day. Because Issa and all don't care. They like, just gonna have it out. Like, that, that's what it's leading up to. Like communicate, nigga. Like yeah. Yeah, and also yeah. I need you said to have more of a backbone. You know, Sam. Shit. You, I, you know yeah, what? I'm, I need you to be a yeah, little more like stunner. Talking to me because I do feel like. I have a backbone, but I also see the good in people so much that a lot of times we can't just focus on that. We have to really focus on, like, how do you feel around this person when you get around them? Like, does it make you feel uneasy? Like, do you feel, like, attacked, more so to say? And also just putting yourself and not just always looking at the other person within the good. Yeah, I had to do that too. I had to I had to do that my damn self. I had to get to the point I'm like, True. look, they not doing that for me, so why am I doing this for them? Look. Yeah. If you piss me off right then and there, I'm gonna have to let you know about it. But it's like I'm not gonna be like the good in me will come back to you be like, hey man, I'll be nice about it. No, yeah. Bad, if I see better you, right I'll now. just totally I go ghost. Real, and it's so refreshing. Like it's so like it's, it's like a sense of freedom that you're not holding in within yourself. And that's why I hate when, if my boyfriend or my fiance says something, I'm like, no, say it. Because I don't want you to bottle that up. You know, if you wanted to say it, just say it. it. If it's, like, in a respectful manner or what have you. So that's where I'm getting to. But I feel like Molly, I'm I'm ready for Sunday because I'm really trying to figure out, like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out too. Now, I will say, uh, what I will admit that one of my weaknesses, I might not ball it up, but I will take the Twitter. Sometimes I have Twitter fingers, but I'm, I've gotten a lot better than, than what I was. No, okay. So I feel you. Because if I come I across a post, in a way I'm, you might not even know I'm talking I'm like, about okay, you. Okay, this you, uh, girl. But I used to be Twitter fingers. Like, but I honestly got that from my ex because he also he will always like post weird stuff about our relationship like now see that I won't do I'll probably shade I'll throw some shade but I'm not gonna put our relationship uh, I ain't gonna tag it or <laughs> talk bad about it you know what I'm saying I might throw some shade in there no, and I'm subtly just, talk about it to where you don't know if I'm talking about it or not I'm shady Okay, so but it's but you have to actually get me to that point, like, and and I'm not just gonna be shady and petty just to do it, it's right. just like, like, chill out. And I feel like if you can't be real with your friends, then they don't really need to be your friends, to be honest. And I'm kind of at that point where we're older, you know, I'm not gonna just be like, oh, I'm gonna hold everything in and I say what I want to say and just deal with it. No, I'm not gonna deal with your your BS. Like you're acting, you're acting different, and I feel like we should be able to say that to our friends or whoever, especially long term friends, people who know you know you. I feel like I should be able to talk to you like, girl, you tripping, like, and not for you to take heed to it. Like, how do you feel about Lawrence? Right. I feel like my dog. I don't know. I feel like he's fucking up. He's fucking up, man. It's like that scene when he um when he liked Issa's Instagram or was laughing at it or whatever. 
we do that because when things don't go our way this can also relate back to trauma when or um toxic relationships when one thing doesn't go our way we try to revert back at at no expense cost like even if because Issa cheated on him so because he felt some type of way about another girl yes we will go back to what hurt us because of because all this is comfortable this is what we know and whatever And that's and honestly, and that's where a lot that's why a lot of good genuine people are single because Straight you get a lot of people that get hurt and they'll go running back to the person that hurt them. Or if the person the person that hurts them yeah, or as soon like as they call it right now. Like, straight men and straight women. What we really do. And that's one reason I can respect this show because it actually brings out the things that we do that nobody really talks about. Like like Yes, it does. Yes. And I feel like this yes. is how generations live in single. It really is. It really, really is. And I, I, that's why I love, love, love this show. I'm glad that they renewed it for another season, but I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. How do you feel about that girl? What is her? I can't even pronounce her name. Quince Yeah. Yeah. Quince Waza. Condola. Condola. I feel like I feel like she was wrong for throwing shade of shade of him like that. I'm like, damn. It's like, why don't you address the issues with him instead of trying to and shade him like, like that? Like, why you had to go there? Why you had to take it there? You know what I'm saying? Putting men down. Like, but then once y'all or not y'all, but once they go ghost, we're like, where'd you go? What happened? Da-da-da. I'm like, bro, nobody. <laughs> exactly. Why'd you put him? This was about you. This was your time to just hold yourself accountable and be like, hey, I don't give a damn what my friends got to say. No, this is what it is. No, instead, I'm just going to shade you and your ex. And like, oh, y'all got this, y'all got that. We would have got what you didn't know was my ex was your friend or whatever, having, planning whatever they were doing. So you didn't know that, but you knew I was in a long-term relationship. But it's just like, that's just life, like... It wasn't like they were flirting, more so to say. It's just like it was a joke. It's like watching real life, life situations, right? Where we brush things off so much that we just revert back to our old ways. Now, I, one thing I do hope that Lisa and Molly just stop being friends altogether. Just let it go, sis. But I'm excited for the next episode. Yes, I do agree. Because I really want to see how all this plays out. And it's almost like you can kind of guess because we've all been through or we've seen people go through this back and forth stuff, whether it's friendships, uh, relationships, or what have you. But so, yeah. So I'm excited for that show. I wish I wouldn't even mind being a little actor or whatever on that show. But (laughs) I (laughs) would. What? I'm the oh, hell like, yeah. It, it's like, a right you know, call like, your boy. I'm there. I'm doing extra shit. Shoot. I... <laughs> hell yeah. I, I'll be on there. I'll be in there recording exactly. my podcast. We talk about your block so party. Hell yeah. Come on. Say, like, as we enter um, mental health month, you know, we're here. It's very important for us to kind of just take a step back and honor mental health um, and emotional health especially dealing with men and to invest the different spaces to basically help you guys. So um, I'm glad we are able to have this conversation definitely. And it doesn't, and I want you guys to know that it doesn't make a man weak to acknowledge the fears that he has about providing for his family or maybe the anxieties that he has about existing in the world, um, especially being black and being devalued. It's basically this is real like this is definitely real life um but we can also work through these fears or men can work through these fears as well and the worries by talking to other men whether they're friends fathers siblings therapists or maybe like even a friends group um because i know on facebook they have a lot of different groups that they have as well and knowing that there's spaces for us and men to heal um 
that will also require maybe a little bit of risk to take advantage of them. But on the other side of that, risk is also less anxiety, less depression, and less stress overall. And it's definitely, definitely well worth the risk. So, Victor, I just want to thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. Um, I've been gone for a little minute, but I'm back. So, I'm really, really thankful that you um, say yes to the invitation. And where can they find you? Uh, they can find me. Twitter is Ruby Jones. Um, Instagram is Look and Talk Podcast. Um, that's two places you can find me. Um, Look and Talk Podcast is everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts oh, at. No, and if you want to fill in there, and be a co-host on a couple episodes, you should oh, let me know. But I definitely, definitely appreciate it. You guys definitely go follow him. He has some dope episodes. Um, and if you... And I'm also on one of them, the 94th episode as well, talking about my mental health journey and so forth. And we, that was a good podcast episode, too. Like, I really, really um, enjoyed myself as well on that podcast. So, definitely, you're more than welcome to come back as well. Yes, definitely. So, you guys, I hope you guys have a good Yeah, you just let me know when. And y'all already know I'm going to DM away. Um, definitely take time out for this month to just take heed of your mental health and just focus on yourself um especially during this pandemic you know we're all in this together and i'm definitely also a dm away for you guys if you guys just need an outlet or somebody to talk to i'm definitely definitely here for you guys so you guys have a good weekend and we'll talk next friday bye guys <laughs>